we have a guest here on the podcast today. It's Mr. Shape. If you just want to introduce yourself, um, talk about what you got going on recently. I guess the first question would be, I hear you're releasing a new model set for some certain mechs. When, yeah. when does that model set come out? Are you excited for it? Well, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for it. Actually, it's the first time I've done anything like this, so it's all it's pretty fresh. Yeah, it'll be released at the end of the month. All going well. It being the first time I've done this, or also being a lot of delays and like learning new stuff, not realizing I had to do a lot of bits and bobs to get these things ready for uh, <laughs> yeah, ready for building and all of that, all of that stuff. But it's been, yeah, it's been very very interesting actually. A lot to take on board. But yeah, ex excited to see at least that hopefully a few people get their hands on it to see what they do with it. Yeah, I think I'll definitely at least, I think I could use a new, with a new addition, I'm looking at potentially using your models in some some games. Um, I do have a need cool. for some suits, so I might yeah. pick those up and definitely... I'll let you know how, how they go painted. What first got you into 3D modeling? Has it always just been like a thing you've done, a recent hobby or? De not so recent, I've been doing it for a while, but it was actually out of necessity. I, um, I studied computer animation at uni and part of that was learning how to 3D model, which is actually what introduced me to it. I was at the time planning to get into the gaming industry, the the art side of things. So 3D was definitely, you know, part of the pipeline I wanted to try out. Okay. Um, yeah, and then it sort of, it, it sort of developed from there and I did, it was partially self-taught and then I was one of the unlucky few who had to go through a couple years of uni during the, the whole lockdown and pandemic. So that a bit put an interesting spin on things. Yeah. Um, that was I was yeah. going through university at the same time, so I I understand completely. So, yeah, it just sort of you end up doing it all at home. So I was I was lucky enough to have uh, enough enough of a PC rig to sort of deal with all the techie stuff I was doing. Yeah, and then sort of post uni, it kind of went on the back burner, and it, it wasn't it, I never really thought about sort of using those skills for 3D printing and then fast forward to today where I haven't like nailed down a job yet and I was exploring different avenues and I was also lucky enough to spot some of uh, everyone knows Piper um, I spot some <laughs> yeah. Piper's work um, a fair few months back and I was actually sent out a quick message to them just inquiring as to like what they'd advised if I was to get into this sort of thing. And they were really nice about it, super kind and sent me some tips and some links. You know, that was just, I think, when I left uni and then it that sort of drifted off into the background. And then after, I think, a year of not really having any headway, I came back to it, revisited it all. And it sort of picked up from there. And I've been working on this kit since for the last two, two three months okay. until today. Nice. So this is your first main big release into the three D yeah. mod three D printing space. Okay. Yeah, this is the first thing that I've. I mean, before this, I didn't even. Ha I've had 
learn how to 3D print, I was I got my hands on a 3D printer um, uh, just to test it out, and it's actually been going super well. And then it uh, it all kicked off after I, because my my background is actually a concept artist background. 3D modeling is like a secondary thing I do. Um, but I did okay. artwork for some. I did some artwork for this kit, and it it uh, got a lot of appreciation on on the Reddit posts, uh, which okay. is where this where it's all sort of picked up from. Was that the first image you? Was that I I forgot to ask. Did you? So you're a concept artist. So you drew that piece. Uh, that one was a like I rendered it out from the model I've built so far, and then I took it into Photoshop and, and drew on top. So like a uh, hybrid process, I guess. I okay. didn't draw it from scratch, um, but I, I worked into it a ton after and added all those effects and stuff. Okay. Um, and that, well, yeah, that was the first the first thing I posted posted about it just to test the waters, and uh, people seem to like it. So have you been, I noticed you mentioned the Reddit, have you been involved with the hobby of Warhammer, the Reddit, all that stuff, a short time, long time? Uh, the, the hobby as a whole, yeah, a long time. I uh, got, you know, my first, uh, I, I've actually been quite stoic in my uh, sticking to collecting um, the Tau. I got, I got my first box set of Fire Warriors, must have been, you know, when I was 10, maybe even single digits. Oh, um, um, and then, you know, it's sort of, I was never a huge, you know, gamer in terms of playing the game, but I, I loved like uh, painting and especially converting them. I would brutalize these kits just to like make one, one slightly <laughs> different looking mech, um, <laughs> which, you know, was so much fun at the time, but then I, I, I you know, wasted so much plastics trying to yeah. <laughs> get back to things. It was a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I just I would kind of do that on and off, and then, you know, it drifted to the background once I got to college and then uni. Um, but I've always always kept in touch, and, and once I joined Reddit, you're immediately on the tell. Subreddit's watching everyone post their, their cool minis. Conversions. Nice. All right. Um, is there any additional places that you kind of draw inspiration from for your designs? Yeah, the, I, there's a lot, to be honest. The Coming from, you know, my thing being concept art, coming up with, you know, fresh ideas and designs is like, that's where, that's where I really enjoy it. So I have, you know, I've got so many Pinterest boards and and different um, you know different folders on different references. Um, basically, anything like sci-fi, I've probably been involved in a little bit. You know, stuff like Gundam was a huge influence for a while, which you prob some people can <laughs> probably spot a bit of that, to be honest. And then, uh, thing newer things like June. Some of the designs in June really got me, so then I tried to hunt down these, um, you know, the art of June or these big books with some of the, the concept art. It's super valuable. Uh, and then, okay. yeah, I even like a lot of concept artists in the gaming industry. I'll try and hunt some, like hunt down some of those that I, uh, that I particularly like and games that I play, and like even books. I read a fair few sci-fi novels. Um, and it, interestingly, my, my favorite author, actually, at the moment, Becky Chambers, 
she's done a, it's now finished, but she did a really, really interesting sci-fi series. I think it was four or five books. Um, the first one's called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. It's quite well known, actually. Um, and it, it focuses on sort of a multi-species galactic community and you focus on, on quite a small story but there I think there's actually quite a, a few parallels between that and um, some places in the 40k it's definitely not as okay. dark but you know yeah <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to 40k where a lot of the visuals are already decided for you so you you know you say you read about a space moon and you already are picturing what a space moon actually looks like yeah but if I read a lot of these other sci-fi novels, there is no visual reference. So a lot of the times you start to come up with your own pictures in mind, and then I'll, I'll like tend to start pulling from those ideas um, okay. when I can. Would, uh, would you say that The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet is one of your favorite books? Or if you, had a, if you were to say what yeah. your favorite sci-fi novel is right now, would that be... Answer. Yeah, that that series as a whole would have to be my favorite, actually. Um, yeah, absolutely blitz through those books. Love that. So sad that it's over. But she's right. She's actually writing some more books, so I'm I'm resorted. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, I I really would actually. Um, yeah, for, for someone who also enjoys the the lore um, from 40k, it's quite quite interesting parallels. Do you have any like names for your models, uh, like any special characters or any models that you hold near and dear to you that you've built? Or no, actually, <laughs> what would often like there's a few ones that I'd like, um, but because I've been doing this for years, I I do uh like I do a, a, a quite a cool suit, and I think it's really cool. Say when I was fifteen, and then I'd come back a couple years later and go, oh no. I want to tear that apart, and, and like I really need the weapons or the arms or the head. So there are, there are actually very few models which have uh, survived over the years and aren't now broken down and part of something new. Um, so it tends to be quite a, a decent refresh rate on these guys. But the, now that I'm into the 3D printing, it's sort of starting all over again. I'm starting to sort of dismantle older older figures and and use them as reference for the 3d printing i'm doing now um, uh, okay yeah, yeah. No, i i don't know i can't can't my favorite model actually is usually the one i'm currently working on because that's what i'm excited excited about and then it immediately gets replaced once i finish it and i start working on a new one no that's completely fair i understand the sentiment completely of wanting to go back and redo models yeah that's, you look at one you're just like mm, you know i could do that better now I think I will. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and like, uh, each one will end up with a different color scheme as well. I'm really bad at staying. Uh, like, like each time I'll generally like change the colors of whatever I'm painting, or I'll get a few models in and go. Oh, I could make this squad, you know, into, you know, yeah. a different kind color of scheme, a... and I want to try something else. But do like a whole combined arms across different Ex uh, yeah, yeah exactly color schemes always kills me yeah um okay and then like actually actually named characters i don't tend to think about that as much i when i think about particularly now as i've thought about these designs and how they fit in the fit in that space i've 
I tend to think about the the bigger picture and and you know the the what ifs and and how you know you know where they could come from and and why they look yeah. that way or you know those sorts of questions um that I haven't yet gone into like the characters and the the specifics as much although i i, I definitely would like to at some point okay. do you have a name decided on the models you're going to be releasing here soon <laughs> actually no um i'm i've been thinking for quite a while now and i haven't come up with anything yet that i feel fits Okay. And I'm definitely open to suggestions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe some sort of poll or something might <laughs> might be in the works. Yeah, we could certainly see about getting a poll. It was like that when we were trying to figure out different names for the, <laughs> the server if we wanted to change it. Yeah, um, I well, I, I kind of find funny is obviously the these guys generally have quite an aquatic theme to their naming. A naming convention but as time's gone on more and more of the quote-unquote cool sounding fish and stuff is taken so you have to like start looking for more and more obscure fish names which <laughs> tends to start it tends to get a little more funny each time um so yeah i think i might have to find a, a different a different route you gotta do like space sunfish yeah, communist. <laughs> the, the, the deadly carps or something. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of talk about relation to tapir. Tape, tapers? Tapirs? I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, I, now I have to look up how to pronounce tapir. Okay. The, the guys with the little trunks. Uh, yeah, the little funny looking snouts. Um, yes. So maybe, I, I guess there's no fancy names for tapirs. <laughs> it, <laughs> no, it, 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 it looks like their their name is Tapiridae, so you know that's not helpful there. Yeah, it's uh actually I thought when I was making the kit it would be um oh you know something will come to me. Uh, it hasn't. It's actually quite difficult. Well, I'm sure we can. There's definitely lots of places we can get names for you or even provide inspiration so i think that's all the questions i had um is there anything in particular you wanted to mention about your suits i guess there is this is like my first foray into this stuff so i'm i'm sort of figuring out as i go along um but I, from the, the few posts that i have done and talking to the people that i have bumped into in the community whereas i i come from a hard surface background which is why i naturally gravitated towards the the mechs initially mm -hmm. i know there's so much room for exploration when it comes to auxiliaries um as well as trying to represent some of the stuff in the law which hasn't got a model um or is you know maybe it's just been referenced by a few lines or a paragraph um so i'm definitely looking to do things outside of just the sort of the mech space um once i get going uh, do you have actually, any... yeah i've got oh sorry go ahead no, no, I, no I, I just i'd have a lot of ideas of what, what i could do um 
that that whole sort of galactic community type feel, which obviously that's a thing that those books I mentioned is yeah I, I, I love the I love the sound of that and having like a, a mixed race um, well models and force or whatever you'd call it nice after this release do you plan to go smaller or uh, bigger with your next next set if you next set um, so I do know what I'm going to be working on next next month the next kit is um and I, I've been talking to uh talking to the, our resident uh, law specialist uh, about the feasibility because everyone always loves the idea but obviously it's so uh it's not um it's not upheld in the law at all but close combat suits trying to figure out a way of having them you know be not be opposed to to how, how it works in the law so uh. Yeah, we're looking. I'm looking at making some close combat suits in there. I th I think we found a way of uh, an angle, shall we say, that makes them a bit more. Oh, okay, so that that could actually work. Um, okay. And then after after that, I want to take a crack at, at an auxiliary unit. Um, so they're both they're gonna be kind of similar in scope for now, and then uh, I am also later down the line definitely eyeing up some of the the bigger mechs around because you, you when you you're kind of constricted by the time even with this model kit i've had to they're, they're they're not scaled up but they are bigger than than the ones they're influenced by um just just to, just to try and sort of stretch away from that size limitation as well as get a better, yeah. a better design on the whole um but once you get to some of, some of those bigger bigger mechs and, and figures, you, you open up a lot more design options just because you've got so much more space and, and material to work with. Have you thought about doing different pieces for your releases to include some of those auxiliaries that might be piloting these mechs? Uh, yeah, actually, my one of my very first thoughts on how to, like, start introducing the auxiliaries into sort of my my designs was to sort of this for this kit for example I just like get other head designs which are obviously not um, they're meant for auxiliaries not not for the original users but I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I think there are things in the law which suggest that um, auxiliaries don't tend to be allowed to use the same tech or not exactly the same tech and i think it was kind of a, a it was kind of a quick fix and i definitely definitely like to take on an auxiliary kit from the sort of ground up um so they're probably they're probably going to be their own thing um rather than sort of it does depend later down the line on what sort of kits I end up building. But yeah, for now, they'll be built on their own from the base up rather than being part of another kit. Okay. Do you think they would be lean more towards an organic-looking kind of feel, or do you think you would stick with the the mechanized I th portion? I think, it would ha I think it would have to be organic, or at least in part. You know, they, they, someone have body armor or, you know, there's 
you know, drones for them or floating discs. There's, there's, you know, the weapons, the, whether it's melee or, or ranged. Um, but, you know, if you think about those solutions that do exist, like the, having that really stark contrast of like the different body forms and different number of limbs and, you know, some are scaly or chitinous or bug looking or, you know, floating in the air and, um, yeah, so I I would love love to explore all of that. Um, there's a I've got a, I've got a short list now of some of the some of the different auxiliaries from the law, which would be the I think the most interesting to tackle first for figures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the okay. hopefully will be the 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 thing after the next thing I try. So yeah, Definitely excited to see all of those. So have my printer all primed and ready to go. <laughs> Do you plan on doing like a Patreon or any kind of, will just buying the models be the best way to support you or? Um, I, I have, I am getting a Patreon up. In fact, it's all kind of set. I just haven't really pledged it yet until there's something to show for supporting me. So. My my focus is getting this kit out by the end of the month, and the the patron will kick off at, at the same time. Ideally, it, it's just it, it works better in terms of being able to sort of support your your ventures rather than just um, just relying on selling the kits. As well, in it it also helps with like and then it serves as a place to start sort of collecting like-minded people that that want to support you okay well i will definitely keep an eye out for that as well um once again i think you mentioned that they're coming out at the end of the month and we'll yeah i i guess i, sh I should say what the the at the moment it'll be they'll be coming out at on uh cgnt um and it will be under neoteric miniatures partner that they will be listed under and it will be the same for my patreon okay so neoteric miniatures on comic games and things.com um to find those new models dropping our dead set date on the 30th or uh that's what's penciled in it's the 30th right six more days yeah okay well, definitely all excited for that release. Um, any closing thoughts, any tips or advice you'd like to give to other 3D printers or 3D modelers starting out? Um, oof. I mean, I'm kind of in that bracket still. I know. Myself, but, um, <laughs> uh, what, what have I... It's definitely not... It, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Like, the before getting into 3D printing, there was a lot of like, you hear a lot about of, you know, the the things you have to sort of try and get to grips with, um, like getting into it and the resin and curing and washing um, and exposure and all of these things. And in reality, it's, it's not as much hassle as you might think. And you might get a couple of failed prints and you might have to reprint some stuff, but it, it actually doesn't happen that much. And it, you kind of learn very quickly and it's getting kind of easier as the the software improves and more and more stuff can just 
be automatically done, you kind of, I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm only, oh, like a month and a half in from getting to printer, and I'm at the stage where after I've made a new part, <laughs> I can, it takes me maybe a five to five, 15 minutes to export it, support it, and, and click print, and it will be there and ready in a, in a few hours. Nice. Um, what 3D modeling software do you use? To... Uh, I I learn on uh, Maya, uh, which is great, um, but it's not free. So once I once I graduated, <laughs> I rapidly <laughs> lost access. I, I, it's very expensive. Like there's there isn't like a, a free version or anything. Once you're out, you're out. Um, so. Like many other people, uh, I, I turned to Blender, which was the the closest closest uh, sort of software that was similar to Maya, and I've actually been enjoying that a ton. A, a few growing pains getting used to the different controls and and you know all that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Blender all the way now. And which uh, slicer have you been using to do all your supports? Um, I was. Going to start on Lightyear, but I've actually ended up on uh, Chippy Box. Okay. Chippy Box is what I've been doing everything on. Nice. Alrighty. Well, um, I appreciate you taking the time to have this chat with me, answering all of our questions. Um, Pleasure. And it was Neoteric. Neoteric miniatures on comic games and things. Okay. Well, once again, I thank you for having this conversation with me, Mr. Shape, and uh, I wish you, you best of luck. And I'll keep an eye out for those prints so I can get them all, uh, all ready I'll, to go. I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to ping you <laughs> when, they're, <laughs> when they're already and out there. Awesome.